Good morning, all. So I'm so glad you're here with Engage with Michelle Gage, Real Estate Real Talk. I'm going to be chatting with my buyers today. I'm so excited to share some additional information with them, some tips and tricks. So I just came off an open house weekend. Um, What that entails is two hours a couple of days, sometimes three days. Open house, as you know, people can come and shoot, come and go as they please. Um, basically, it's there for them to be able to look at the house, not feel pressured, and um, be without their agent. You know, that's why we do this. Um, we answer questions. So being the listing agent of an open house um, is super important. So I wanted to share, and I hate to use the word act etiquette because it seems so formal. So I guess I'll use tips again or tricks um, during an open house. These are some things that you really should think about before you go to an open house. You know, if you're just a neighbor or you're just stopping by, that's fine. I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking about buyers that are actually in the market. This is some open house etiquette that is super important. Just remember So again, where are my buyers? You want to be keying in on this particular tips and tricks um, session. So let's see. The first thing I want to say is, um, and I know everybody is doing this, but every now and then I might have an instance where it's like, oh boy. So be respectful when you go to an open house. And here's where it starts. So I know lately, so this is 2024, it's been a very busy market. We've come off of a couple years of um, lots of buyers. You know, when you get to an open house, it's not unheard of to have 10, 20, 30 people in the property or around the property at a time, at one time. So this was the case this past weekend. It was extremely busy. It was raining. Um, it, It was right before or right after Christmas, between Christmas and New Year. So it was cold. You know, people are wearing jackets. There's a lot going on. So anyway... I can see um, when I set up at at an open house, I position myself so I can see people coming and going. And one of the things I did notice as people were driving in the neighborhood, so be respectful of the other people that live in that area. Um, You know, when you're driving down, you know, slow your speed, right? I know, I know you're probably in a timeline, you have multiple properties to see, you want to get in and get out, um, especially if this is not the property for you, right? You want to take it off your list. But be respectful of the people in the neighborhood. So as you're driving through, lower your speed, watch out for obviously people in the road, other cars, things like that. But also as you're driving through, check out the neighborhood. Like what are other houses look like? There, you know, how many cars in the neighborhood? Do they have a bunch of teenagers, you know, because there's a million cars and, you know, what's going on? Are they party people? You know, just check out the neighborhood and and see what's happening. Um, But be respectful when you park your car. Try not to park on someone else's lawn in front of their mailbox, in front of their driveway, you know, just some different things. Because I've had um, customers before, open house attendees. Um, come in and stay the whole time, stay for the full two, two hours. So don't just assume you're going to be walking in five minutes and walking out. So take the time, be respectful, park, don't park on people's yards. And please don't park in the driveway. Um, you know, sometimes on long driveways, it's a little bit harder, but take a few minutes to walk in. It gives you an opportunity to see the yard, right? Um, so be respectful. And I do have to say this, especially since COVID, please don't ask to use the bathroom. This is not on me. 
right? This is not something that I say. Um, even myself, I don't use the restroom. I make sure that I go before I get there. And unless it's an emergency, the two hours are, I'm actually there three full hours by the time I set up, get ready, and then finish up at the end. Um, if it's a two-hour open house, I'm there for three hours, half an hour before, half hour after. I don't even use the restroom. Um, so be respectful of that and understand that um, we can't use that. So ask me, though, because a lot of times I'll know the closest bathroom because you know where I'm headed as soon as I leave the open house, right? Okay, dunks, here I come. <clears throat> so be respectful is the first thing. The second thing I want to mention, and... This is like a 50-50 split on this one, um, how people perform. So engage with me, right? Engage with me because guess what? I'm watching you. I'm watching you. I'm watching how you react to the property, even though if you don't think I am or not. I can, I can multitask. I'm really good at multitasking. I'm watching people as they come through because here's the thing. The agent that's in the house for the property I work for the seller, right? I work for the seller. So if you end up liking the property, you put in an offer, the seller asks me, just like, just like the buyer asks me. So when the buyer comes in, I would say, you know, quite a few people ask, why is the seller selling, right? Why are they leaving? Why are they leaving this beautiful property, right? They want to know. Um, so the same thing happens on the other side. The seller will ask me, okay, especially if we're in between two or three offers that are closed, this engagement with me and how you perform at the open house, right, might be the, the deciding factor on who the seller picks. So engage with me. When you come into an open house, say hi, right? I'm not going to bite you. I'm not going to ask you crazy questions. I think I'm I think you would want to engage with me because guess what? I know the most about the property. Or if I don't know the most or have the answer for you, I have the direct line to the seller to be able to ask them the question that you want answered to make the final decision for you, right? Or maybe there's a there's something that you need that we can't um, take care of. Like, for example, at the open house that I was there, um, on Friday night, Friday night, it was absolutely pouring. It was crazy. It was crazy. We had a lot of people. Everybody was really, really nice, asked to take shoes off. We were like, nope, nope, it's fine. We just ended up, you know, having a cleaner come in in between Friday and Saturday just because the floors could handle it. All the floors were the um, laminate um, or engineered hardwood, so it could handle all of the, the water. So that was fine. We had rugs down, and that was great. But anyway, someone on Friday asked to go into the attic. So this particular property had that pull-down attic, you know how the, the stairs fold out. You can walk up, up and look around in the attic. Part of the reason was because the seller had done so many renovations to the property there. I think they were curious about what it looked like up there, where the trusses, you know, what they do to the structure of the property. I did explain to them that because there were so many people in the property, it just wasn't possible on Friday night. It wasn't possible. Not to mention at that point, it had already gotten dark. So in an attic, if you've ever been in an attic in New England, when you go up there, you can see light. Light comes through even if there are no windows. That talks about ventilation, some of the different things that are there. You can look at everything about the property. So anyway, I said to them, would it be possible for you to come back on 
Saturday, because we're having another open house Saturday. They said, absolutely. I said, okay, that'll give me a chance to talk to the seller. We'll make sure that it's completely accessible for you. You can go into the attic. So sure enough, out of, I think we had 30 people, 32 couples, buyers, um, families, whatever you want to call it. So groups of buyers, 30, um, they were the only ones that asked me that. They were the only ones that asked me that. To me, attic is a huge deal. If I was there with my buyer, we'd be asking about the attic. What's up there? What's going on? What's happening? Right? So much is said on the unfinished spaces of a property. So anyway, I had that ready for them on Saturday. I saw them. They came in. They actually brought some other people with them. I think they were dads. Two dads came. That was awesome. Um, So people that um, also own a home know because these were first-time home buyers, the buyer that were asking me, never owned a home before. They brought people that already owned a home to go through it with them. So that was great. So anyway, ask me, engage with me. So let's go back to come in, say hi, smile. Even if you're having a bad day, I know I have bad days too. I'm smiling. So smile, engage, say, you know, is there anything that I should be asking about this property that's not here? So when I do an open house, I bring everything with me. So I have a full packet. So we have the deed. We'll have any easements. We'll have any covenants. Um, utility information. What is staying with the property? Um, information about the town and the county. So that will also be there. So these are things in the book. And I have all of this on PDF, even though it's not attached and included to the multiple listing service that your agent or you can see online. um, I have it. I have it. I can send it to you. I can send it to your agent. So ask about that. And then ask about things that are important to you. So we have a couple of guidelines um, that we can't include in the information that we put out there publicly. Things like, where is the nearest church? Where is the dog park? How far is this walk? How far is that walk? You know, there's certain things we're limited as licensed real estate agents um, for the Federal Fair Housing Act. There are certain things that we can't add to the description. But if you have a specific need for you personally, I love to answer that. This particular property <clears throat> has this amazing dog park down the street. I mean, I'm not kidding you. I think it's um, I think it's a quarter mile. May, no, maybe it's a half a mile down the street. So literally, you could walk a half a mile Go to this beautiful dog park. It's fabulous. People go there. The dogs are amazing. The people are amazing. I love it. Um, Even my German shepherd, my son's German shepherd, I should say, um, has been there and doesn't have any territorial issues in there. It's just, it's light, it's bright, it's open, um, really great spot. So that's right down the street from this house. If you did not exactly come the right way, you would not find this property. Right, I mean, uh, the dog park. You would not find the dog park on the way to this property. You would have to ask me, right? So those are things that I think are super important on making the decision, is this your house or not? So engage with me, again, because I'm watching you. And it makes a big difference. So um, again, with the engagement, you know, if you have your children with you, absolutely, I think it's wonderful. But please stay with them. Don't let them um, roam around. I haven't seen that in a very long time. A lot of um, the buyers lately bringing kids or whatever are really doing a great job about, um, you know, 
just not touching things, you know, just staying with the parents and, you know, making sure everything goes really well. Okay, so enough on that. But um, did I say it? I'm watching you. And then the last thing um, that seems to be a big deal lately, I always laugh at this one. And I, and I don't know why it's a big deal. Maybe you guys can um, comment on this and reach out to me so I can speak to this a little bit differently next time. So the thing that always amazes my, me that people don't do is sign in. Why does everybody think we have you sign in? Now, there might be some agents out there that drive you crazy if you do sign in. Let me tell you, I'm not one of them. I have plenty of clients of my own. I don't need to hound you to get you to be my client, right? I will give you some information if it's something you want to pursue and reach out to me and ask me for help. I will absolutely help you. I would love to be your agent and you my client, but I am not going to bug you. The reason that we have you sign in is twofold, right? The first and the biggest one, the biggest one of all is that if there's information I need to get you, I need to be able to get in touch with you, right? So sign in. Please sign in. Um, something like, and this isn't happening lately, but it will be happening, you know, in a couple of years, is what if there's a, a quick price change or the seller says, you know what, I need to get this information out to people or we have multiple offers or... Um, I don't know. I, there's so many things that can go on with real estate. I would want to know, me personally, if I were a buyer, I would want to know that. I would want to know so I can make an informed decision. How can I make an informed decision if I don't have all the information? So folks, please sign in. Um, and listen, if you're intimidated by a QR code, I've been seeing that an awful lot lately, QR codes. Um, just ask the agent, is there another way for me to leave you my information, right? Because yeah, we have multiple options. Um, I have QR, I have sign-in, and I actually have been using an iPad um, if people like that better. You know, whatever, whatever works. We're, we're super open to that. And listen, if you don't like the property, it's okay to decline. I'm not saying you have to sign in, but if you're at all thinking that maybe this might be the house for you or you want more information, please sign in. And for me, I don't mind if you put your agents, um, if you have a buyer agency with your agent, put their name down and their contact information. I'm sure they'd be very happy for me to send them an email later and say, hey, listen, your buyer came through. I think it was awesome. They were wonderful. How can we help you? What can we answer for you? you know, what's going on. So I just wanted to put that out there. All right. So what else can we share? Well, let's recap on this. So three things for open house tips and tricks or etiquette if you're old school like me. All right. Number one is be respectful, respectful to the neighborhood, the neighbors and um, <clears throat> the property, please. Number two is engage with me because again, I got my eyes on you. I'm watching you. And number three, please sign in. It's important to have that information. So if we need to get in touch with you. All right. So let's, um, oh yeah, let's share these few things. So again, buyers, this was some other little notes that I took down when I was at the um, open house um, in between uh, people coming and going and just some different things that I saw um, to make a better experience for you. So 
I guess something that I would recommend for anybody going to open houses, and that seems to be kind of the new way to see a property because they are going so quickly. Agents are just doing big open houses. It gets a lot of people in in a short amount of time. So least impact for the seller, obviously, because it's a set window and it gives the buyer plenty of time because literally you could stay there the full two hours. Okay. So the tips, um, I would say if you're local to the open houses that you want to attend, drive by, drive by, especially where the spring season is coming, um, you know, knock them off of your list because literally in the spring, there can be four five, six open houses you have to go to, you know, scattered over you know, several different places. If you can drive by a couple of them, I would do that. Because sometimes there might be something that you don't see online. Um, Whether it's the real estate photography that's not showing something or just something in the neighborhood or that you drive by on the way there that you might like, might not like. So drive by. Um, And also utility information, getting that ahead of time. So I'm always okay with people reaching out to me or agents reaching out to me ahead of the open house. So for example, on this one here, we actually put the house in the MLS, which populated to all the online sites Tuesday. We didn't have the open house until Friday, so no showings until Friday. Um, That was plenty of opportunity. If say maybe you're tight on numbers on this particular house and utility information would be a big deal Um, maybe there are solar panels that weren't, you know, originally put in the listing or whatever. I don't know. It could be anything, right? But if you want utility information or have special needs, please reach out. Yeah. Get that ahead of time. That's always a good idea. Um, when you're coming into the open house, be prepared to make an offer, guys. There's nothing worse than be having a buyer be excited about a property And there's a, say we do Friday, Saturday open houses, there's an offer deadline on Monday and we have an offer coming in at the last minute, right? Last minute, all the paperwork's not together. There's no pre-approval. There's, it, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good for you. You're not putting yourself in the best light if you're not prepared to make an offer. Work with me because I will have you prepared. You'll be ready. We talk about every contingency that could happen. We talk about escalation clause, multiple offers. We talk about an impact of a home inspection, you know, just different things. So you know, again, being fully informed before you step foot in that door. So you're ready because you may not get a second chance at this. This particular property, we had over 40 showings in a combination of two days between open houses and um, private showings. And we had eight offers, and one came in at the last gun. And I couldn't present it because I wasn't able to vet the financing. They were pretty good buyers too, but I wasn't able to. There was just no time. And the seller made the decision. I didn't make the decision. I gave it to the seller, but the seller made the decision. He said, look it, they've had one week to do their due diligence, get everything ready, right? And we had plenty of other offers for them to choose from. So that ninth offer didn't get submitted or vetted properly because we didn't have enough information. So please do that, especially if this is your property, right? So be prepared to make an offer, right? Get your ducks in a row and make sure you're, you're good to go. Second, or third, I should say, 
There was a lot of talk at the open house. I get this asked all the time. Should I make the offer? Like, do you have a cash offer? Like they're closing in a day and it's a million dollars over asking. Should I even put my offer in? Listen, folks, I, I, I can't stress this enough. Don't assume. Don't assume that your offer is not going to be accepted. I know this is a discouraging market. Trust me. I have buyers too that have put in offers and haven't got picked. It's okay because each one is different. Every scenario is different because here's the thing. You do not know the seller's motivation, right? You might know why they're selling because I've shared why they're selling. Maybe it's a relocation move or they're upsizing, downsizing, whatever the seller has authorized me to share with you but you don't know their motivation. Just like I don't know your motivation as a buyer, right? So please don't assume that there's going to be a better offer. Please don't assume that. I, I share that with all of my buyers all the time. Don't assume. It doesn't cost you anything to put in an offer. Guess what? I'm doing all the work. Me, the agents. The agents are doing all the work. I'm putting aside my time to type this all up, to send to you electronically, where you can click, 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 click. Because you know why? We've done the hard work already. You're ready to go. My buyers are ready to go. We've had the conversations. Pre-approvals are updated. We're good to go. We're a lot of times pre-qualed, and all we need to do is find the house, right? So don't assume. Please don't. I think you're counting yourself out in a lot of good instances, and I did see that. Um. There were a couple of people that came to this open house last weekend that I know really love the property, and they ended up not putting in an offer. And they didn't buy something else because I did ask their agent. So I kind of felt bad for them. But again, don't assume. Okay, enough on that. Back to being prepared. So kind of piggyback on that, being prepared to make an offer. Is your offer competitive, guys? And I mean this from the sense of your financing. There are so many programs out there today for you to be competitive. Talk to your lenders. Like you, your lender should be your best friend. Like he should be on your speed dial. I'm not kidding you. Like what are we doing? What are interest rates? Where do I look right now? Right? This is important. This is a big, big deal. The people that are competitive are getting the offers. That's what's happening. People are doing a little bit more work than you. That's why their offer is getting accepted. All right. And last thing, and I'll let you guys go because I know I've been talking a long time here. Zillow. Even my buyers use Zillow. I use Zillow too. So Zillow is a great spot to get some information. I think it's an amazing starting point, but it is absolutely not the finish line. Did everybody hear that? It's not the finish line. And here's why. Let me share with you why. Zillow is pretty accurate as a whole, but there are two things that are not accurate, and it's a huge piece to this whole deal. You know the little financing box where you scroll down? I know everybody knows that that payment is defaulted to 20% down. Very few buyers are putting 20% down right now. So you obviously you know how to adjust that. I'm sure you know how to adjust the interest rate. So that is also changeable on that, and that affects your payment. But the two things I think that people miss, and it 
bugs me to no end that Zillow does this. And maybe this is just their thing. They have an, <clears throat> excuse me, they have an algorithm for taxes. So taxes on Zillow for every single property I list, because I check, are not accurate. Period. End of story. And guess what? They're not too low. They're too high. They're too high. They use this algorithm. I don't know if they base it on every single thing that goes on in dairy and assessment, and I don't know. I probably should call them and ask them and tell them. But um, anyway, they're too high. And insurance, homeowner's insurance is almost double on every property that I look at. This is a big deal, guys. If your homeowner's insurance is off, is double, right? And let's see your taxes. I want to think the property that we did, let me think, I don't have my notes in front of me, but over the open house, I think the taxes were $1,000 more, right? So that is huge. We're talking a couple of hundred dollars in your monthly payment that Zillow is off. It's a big deal. Every dollar counts today and you really need to dig on that. So if you take nothing else today from the tips and tricks that I have shared, I think the two biggest things are Zillow, because that's a pet peeve of mine. Check your payments and smile. Engage with the agent or the person that's at the open house. They are going to be your best source of information for that particular property. And listen, if you don't like the property, no big deal. You can go, right? Go, do your thing, whatever. But if there's a chance, a slight chance that this property is going to be for you, engage with a person. I love it. I will answer all your questions. And like I said, if I don't know the answer, I will find out for you. Thanks again for listening today on Engage with Michelle Gage, Real Estate Real Talk. Talk to you soon.